Welcome to Economically Speaking, the information podcast designed to bring you the latest economic development news in the town and the surrounding area, hosted by Babylon IDA CEO Tom Dolan. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Economically Speaking. I'm your host, Tom Dolan. Today is episode 16. And I'm joined by Liz Meraki, Executive Director of Babylon Citizen Council on the Arts, also known as BACA. Uh, You may recognize the name as uh, Liz was here back episode four. So Liz, welcome back. Thank you. Thanks for having me again. No, it's a pleasure to have you. And as we said at the last episode, that we'd love to have you come back every so often. Again, we understand the role that uh, the arts does play in our local economy and we always want to make sure that we're out here and helping you advocate for the things that you're looking to accomplish. We had uh, talked earlier, uh, there was a program and actually it was a flyer that we had, you had up here in the building about business education for artists and I found it to be very interesting and then we had the opportunity to sit a little bit and talk about it and how this whole thing started. So. Maybe you could just outline a little bit as to what the Business uh, Education for Artists program is and kind of how it started. Yeah, so um, BACA has recently presented in partnership with the local artist Marie St. Cyr. She's an artist and business owner, a series of business education workshops targeted toward artists. And um, it really focuses on practical business knowledge and different skills um, for artists to be successful professionally. Um, and, and really this began as a virtual program earlier this year um, where we had a series of workshops and has evolved now. The most recent program we did in partnership with the Huntington Arts Council to reach a new audience. And we cover topics such as basic finance for artists, um, generating professional opportunities, uh, social media and digital presence, PR and marketing, and, and other topics, and really we try to make it a, um, an experience where people can, can meet other artists as well right. and network with them. You know, I found it very interesting, though. This journey started a little ways back for you, and it was uh, something personal that you were going through. Maybe you could just kind of share with the listening audience, kind of take us back to your days in college and how this kind of started for you as you kind of researched and looked for avenues for yourself. Yes, so I I studied um, as as an undergraduate art myself um, at Penn State. My major was integrative arts, which is integrating the arts into different disciplines. And um, something I really wanted to have and and know more about was how to apply that uh, practically in the day-to-day and to gain more professional skills. So I minored in engineering entrepreneurship which is actually a minor that was created specifically for engineers. So all of my uh, classmates were, were engineering students. Um, I actually had to petition to get into the minor because it really wasn't something that existed for art students. Um, of course, you could take business classes, but entrepreneurship is really essentially what an artist is when they're working independently. And, and they, that was really fulfilling, amazing experience. And... First of all, it speaks to how important kind of cross-sector, cross-sector experiences and multidisciplinary experiences are for artists and kind of connecting with other professionals and, and, and learning those skills. And also how to take an idea and a creative idea and apply the creative process 
um, in all different ways. Mm-hmm. So you're not thinking necessarily about art as only one thing, like a picture on the wall. It could be many different things. You can do many things with it professionally. Sure. Um, so basically, this really has always been something of interest because it's not always accessible. These learning experiences aren't always accessible for artists. And I believe that Marie St. Cyr, the artist we partnered with, she experienced something similarly. um, And she has really a a vested interest in in business and a passion for business and has been really successful at uh, developing her own business as an entrepreneur. Um, You know, it's funny when you sit here and talk about engineers their mind works a certain way and they use yeah. one side of their brain and an artist, someone who's creative, <laughs> uses. Yes. but you seem to be able to uh, get through that. Really, I think that's what was the most fulfilling part of it is everyone's bringing something different to the table, so. Right. Yeah. Ah, that's great. So as part of that, in, in a previous discussion that we had, we talked about, and maybe that's why maybe some of these programs aren't available because of some of the misconceptions with artists that you, you know, again, you like you said, when you got into the arts, people are like, well, you know, you may not want to do that because yes. you really can't make money or you can't. And that's that's really a misconception. Yes, you will hear that often. Oh, do you really want to study art? You're never going to make money. The starving artist, um, it's not something you, you want to do. Do something else. Uh, have a backup plan. While, while there, there are absolutely challenges that come with uh, being a professional artist, you can be successful professionally, um, and and I think that's really important and something that we're also here as arts councils to to help ensure. And and one of the reasons why we're here is to serve as a resource for artists. Um, so, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And as you talked about certain aspects of it, it definitely you realize it's a misconception. So, you you recently told me you so you had a, a workshop recently. Um, and some of the business areas that you focused on, and maybe you could just kind of outline some of the things that you focused on originally with the with the um, workshop. So some of the topics we covered were basic finance, which covered uh, basic budgeting, practical basic budgeting, and even like a P&L statement, writing a P&L statement, reading a P&L statement. So if artists have a small business, which oftentimes they do, they're able to track their, their success and plan for the future. Also, generating opportunities, so how to find where you can be successful in your own discipline. And we've covered other topics, including generating opportunities, uh, grant writing, where to find the correct resources, uh, social media presence, which which is really, you know, the different apps you can use and what they're used for. Every artist is a bit different, so, and every artist has their own discipline, so really this these topics were developed out of Marie's experience as a visual artist, but also with consideration. They were small classes, so it was an open discussion. So there was a lot of consideration given to who was participating in the program, the different ways that, and their different needs, uh, the different yeah. ways that the um, they might want to use their social media to promote their own practice. Right. And also PR and marketing, so self-promotion is really big. When you're an artist, you are advocating for yourself. Uh, so you are uh, advertising your work, you're presenting your work, how to professionally uh, display it on um, a website, an artist statement, right, right. all of those different elements that are important um, and, and are important to have ready to go. 
if you are looking for an opportunity. Something Marie had said that I thought was really important is that if you're putting together a professional package that's ready to go and looks really nice, it, it makes things easy for the people that you're working with. So it's, um, it's, it's important to, to kind of know what to have so that when the opportunity comes along, you're ready for it. Sure. No, that makes a lot of sense, right? Preparation, that's part of what you're doing is get them to prepare certain things. Um, and people do. We get caught up in the day-to-day, and sometimes we don't take care of those little things that could be, hey, you hand somebody your work or you're prepared in that venue, and it's like a little presentation, right, right. to help them. The other, the other things you talked about, there were some different conversations, right? There was different interests. I know you talked about... Uh, people who may be in like painting and things like that, they wanted to learn more about even how to value their work and how do they put a value on what they were doing. Yes, this was really a topic of interest is was pricing art. And I think that really that's such a complicated um, topic because sure. it depends on context, it depends on the individual. Uh, there's a lot of different even the audience, I would think. Exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's something Marie spoke about also, was how to identify your um, your target audience. Right. Uh, really evaluating yourself, finding where you fit, finding the people who want to experience your art, purchase your art, or, you know, how you can offer your skills to different groups. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that makes sense. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So right. So you've got to know your audience, right? Um, the other thing maybe we could touch on, too, what I found very interesting, you talked about different business opportunities even. You know, sometimes we think of the arts, and, and you know, for someone who's not in the arts, they could look at it as very limited. There's many disciplines in the art. You even talked about if somebody giving art classes, being in the business that way. And, and maybe you could just talk about some of the different disciplines that are out there. Absolutely. There's different ways for artists, not just selling their work, but um, offering their services, offering their services as a creative individual, but also uh, teaching their practice. If they're a craftsperson, a musician or a visual artist, or, um, you know, even being a consultant, there's different ways you can manage a business based on your own skills and your interests. Maybe it's working with children. uh, Maybe it's a being an instructor or uh, doing a larger public arts project as Marie's business has evolved into a, a mural company. Right. Uh, there's a lot of different ways uh, that artists can can apply their skills. So That's exciting. It really is. And again, we, uh, you know, in having these conversations with you, um, learned a lot from, from just listening to you and the different disciplines that are out there. We recognize there's a lot of discipline. Did you find there was a certain group? Like, it, I think you said that one of the last programs, you, the workshops you had, you had about 25 artists in the room? Yes. Uh, did you find it was more slanted to any one, or did you find all those different disciplines in your audience? I would say, well, our first class was a, a bit smaller. Our first class was virtual. This most recent class was in person. I would say we had about 20, about 20 artists. Um, we actually, and, and this time with Huntington Arts Council, so we had artists from Huntington, we had artists from Babylon, and, and really across the island, some of whom had never met each other. Hmm. Um, and I think we did deliberately keep the group small so that there could be 
really some networking opportunities and a chance for discussion, which was really an essential component of these workshops. Right. They began with um, present a presentation, but also a kind of a Q&A session where the artists can speak to one another. Right. Um, I would say the there were mostly visual artists present. Okay. But if um, the goal moving forward is to continue with these programs in a way that considers what's needed and as we become, you know, maybe offer some more specialized things in the future, uh, you know, and focus on what's needed for those groups, I would imagine there'd be more disciplines represented. Right. And, and again, this is a program, I think it's great and it's great for the artists and it offers a lot for them. Um, but as you mentioned to me, this program is gonna kind of shape itself as you move forward, and it may break out into different um, disciplines or different needs that different artists have. Yes. Correct? And the sharing of experience, I think, is great for them also. Uh, I just wanna remind everybody that we will have all of the contact information in our show notes um, so that if you Hopefully you hear this and uh, you want to reach out to Liz um, and the Babylon Citizens Council uh, on the arts, uh, BACA. Um, and maybe you could either add something to this program, you bring something to the table, or maybe you're an artist that says, you know what, I want to uh, go into business for myself with, with uh, my passion. Um, Liz, one of the introductions we hope to make is with the Farmingdale Small Business Development Center, which we talked about. Um, we hope that they can be a good resource, and I think they will be with the uh, different things that they offer you uh, from what you're talking about. Is there anything you'd like to add or that you, you know, a message you want to get out to the artists that are maybe listening now? Um, yes, that would be an amazing resource. Um, and, and thank you for that introduction. And I'd, I'd just like to reiterate that, that there's a lot of resources available across Long Island, the Long Island Arts Councils. Um, I think all of the Arts Councils have an interest in, in helping in this way and providing professional development resources. There are some exciting programs coming up, um, and we can help connect you with them. We're, we're, here, we're here to help, um, so you can always reach out. And I pre again, you're doing such a great job. Um, the contact information we want, if people want to reach out, I know we said we will have it in our notes, but maybe you just want to just let everyone know how they can reach out to you. Yes, you can send us an email at info at babylonartsarts.org. Um, you can come visit us at the office also. <laughs> That'd be great. Yes. Uh, yeah, um, you can 47 follow, West Main Street. Yes. <laughs> you can follow us on social media also. It's Babylon Arts NY. Okay. That's our Instagram and also uh, on Facebook. Same. Okay. And before we go, Liz, we were also, before we went on, uh, we were talking about you're having a major event this Saturday, uh, the 20th, uh, at Sand City Brewing. And maybe you can just kind of share with us what that day is going to look like for people if they want to come out. Yes, um, we are having an event this Saturday at Sand City that will have live music and art um, from noon through the evening. So if you'd like to come by, it's in Sand City South in Lindenhurst. And it's a new initiative that we hope will continue on, a new partnership in the community. That's great. And again, I want to thank you for being here today. Um, I think it's a great initiative, this helping artists 
to become more productive and being able to turn their passion and talent uh, into a business. I think that is so great. So again, everyone, my name is Tom Dolan. You've been listening to Economically Speaking, and we were with Liz Meraki from the Babylon Arts Council on the Arts, Babylon Citizens Council on the Arts, also (laughs) known as BACA. We all make mistakes. Have a great day, everyone. This episode of Economically Speaking Podcast was brought to you by the Town of Babylon IDA. To find out more information about today's topic, our guest, or to simply stay connected, please visit the show notes where you'll find all the relevant links. 